Hello and welcome to this week's episode in which I'm sharing with you four mistakes I made early on in my journey as an entrepreneur. That's not to say I'm not still making variants of them now, I probably am. But that's the thing about mistakes, we become more aware of them and then we make other choices. There's that brilliant quote which is, you'll keep meeting the same person in different bodies until you learn the lesson. It's kind of scary but also kind of true. So you can see that through your life experience, through people you meet and relationships and dynamics you have and mistakes that you make, you can do see the same thing in your business as well. You're going to keep on making the same sort of mistake until you're supremely aware of it and you can choose other choices. So in this episode, I'm sharing with you four. Do you know what? When I thought about it, I had so many of them. I think they're going to be two episodes, but I'm kicking off with four mistakes that I made early on in my entrepreneurial journey. Sharing mistakes that I've made in the hope to um, improve other people's experience, other people's lives is something that I've always felt compelled to do. And I think back to my wedding day in a beautiful villa in Italy, a most amazing backdrop for wedding photos. And uh, I'm a very detail oriented person to a point. Seems to be that there's certain things that I overlook. So my wedding photos, I've got a great photographer, I've got a fantastic venue, you know, I've got my mates there, I've got my mum there, it's all great, I'm getting ready, but I'm getting ready in a really dodgy old kimono beach thing from Topshop. And all my wedding pictures, it's got this weird hole in the back. It just looks awful. So beautiful everything apart from what the bride's wearing while she's getting ready. So if you came into contact with me within probably, I don't know, four months after my wedding day and you were a bride, I was going to tell you to make sure that you had something nice to wear when you were putting on your makeup if you were having photos taken before the big day. Similarly, when I had a baby, if you came within my radius within a certain amount of weeks after I'd had mine, I would be delighted to share with you my ideal compilation of a list for a hospital bag what you needed to take to hospital. Um, So now I'm an entrepreneur and I've made a ton of mistakes. I'm really keen to share them with other people to stop them making the same ones too. So let's get going. The first one, bear with me, it might seem weird, but my first one is don't work with mates. Maybe work with mates in some circumstances but you have to be really clear what you're agreeing on. So when I came up with the idea of a mother brand, I asked some friends if they'd help me and they were very, very kind and they said yes. And they delivered on their promise and they helped me with the first iteration of the mother brand platform. But it wasn't ideal really because they wanted to help me out of the goodness of their hearts and they were going to offer me this deal at a not very expensive price for what they did. And I was delighted to accept it and to work with friends. But it's tricky because you have to be really, really clear on both of your expectations for time available, back and forth amendments, especially when it's something creative. So we were designing a website together. I'm, as I said earlier, very detail oriented. And so I was constantly like, yeah, that's nice. But could we tweak this? And could I look at that font? And could I, you know, there was a ton of back and forth. And we hadn't discussed the amount of time we were going to work together for that price or the amount of back and forth, the amount of amends. And so in the end, it became uncomfortable. Um, It's absolutely fine now and we're still great buddies, but it can get uncomfy working with friends because you have different expectations. 
I definitely know that I got to a point where I thought I wish I'd just paid someone I barely knew and we had a professional exchange and they said yes no yes you know back and forth this will cost more whatever rather than feeling like boundaries were being stretched or crossed if you do work with your mates be really 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 clear from the get-go on both of your expectations in terms of service delivered back and forth emails requests ways of communication and hours worked on the project really that's that's a lesson for working with anyone in your business whether it's as a collaboration or whether you're employing someone you need to have really clear expectations of how that relationship is going to work what you can both expect from each other and within what time frame so that is my first lesson don't work with your mates with mates rates pay people their rates And then you will get what you expect and they will deliver what they want to deliver. So just be super, super clear. The second lesson I learned was the good, fast, cheap triangle. So I learned about this tool through bitter experience, but apparently it's actually a project management thing. And you imagine the triangle is your project and each corner is either cheap, fast or good. And the idea is that they're these triple constraints. You cannot have good, cheap and fast all in the same project. So imagine it's your business and you're building or developing your business. You can't find someone who's going to do it fast, well, and cheaply. They'll probably only manage two of the three, but never all three of them at the same time. So I learned this the hard way that after working with my friend, I found another developer and I had a dysfunctional relationship with him and I replaced him with someone else who I also had the same or very similar dysfunctional relationship with. The reason being was I started the relationship by saying, listen, I have these massive ambitions for this this platform. Um, Here's all the purpose behind it. This is why I'm so passionate about it, but I haven't got that much money. And so these guys, these developers who had different names and were from different countries and very different setups, they were different human beings, but they both wanted to help me, which was lovely. But they both independently decided to help me around all their other work. So they would do good work for not much money. But they would do it very, very slowly because they had decided without explaining explicitly to me that they were going to help me more than perhaps um, my budget would afford. But they were therefore going to do it around all their other work. And it was going to take months instead of days or even weeks. So what I found was that the work was good. You know, I was getting it eventually. It was very slow. So it wasn't that expensive, but it was amazingly slow because I was right at the bottom of the pile of their priorities now I'd never asked for this relationship but I had said listen I don't have that much money and with hindsight so I got rid of cut cut ties with one guy and then found the next one and thought it was going to work well with him but he did exactly the same thing I should never have led with I have this massive vision but I don't have that much money um, because it just happened that the guys who I met had big hearts and wanted to help me but it meant that it just took forever and I would rather have had someone say listen you can't afford this but why don't we try this or have you considered that or why don't you speak to someone else or you know whatever I just wanted to pay someone and have the work done the good fast cheap triangle you cannot have all of them so if something seems like it's too good to be true and you're going to get something well done quickly for not much money I would take another look at it because it's very hard to get all three at the same time and if you know that you can be more realistic in your expectations from the get-go and you can know what you're asking for and what you're likely to get back so that's number two number three 
is a big one. It's making sure that your product or your service is match fit. And there are a number of ways that it needs to be match fit. So the first one is that it's fit for you. So I frequently have people coming to me and saying, I want to start up a side hustle, or I want to transition from my full-time job into my own business that I can work around my family, but I don't know what to do. What should I do? And so our starting point is looking at the person. So what are their values? What are their needs and what are their strengths? Because when you create a business that plays to your strengths, you're going to enjoy it more. You're going to have more flow, more engagement, find more meaning and purpose. And therefore, you're going to be more successful. So whatever the business is that you're going to do, let's make sure it's a good fit for you, for your business, your life. And I've mentioned it before. If you go back to episode one, there's an exercise that you can do that goes through all the different elements that you need to consider in order to create the ideal business for you. But one of the things we look at is using your character strengths and you can go to www.viacharacter.org for a free scientific survey that's gonna show you what your top character strengths are. And when you lean into those, when you're building your business and in your business, you're gonna have more joy, more flow, more ease and more success, which is what we all want. So that's the first thing make sure that the business you're building is fit for you and you keep on remembering to lean into your values, your needs and your strengths to make it work well. Now, the second one is making sure that it's a good fit for the person you're creating it for. So what is their pain point and are you matching it? So you need to know what the thing is that you're ideal client what their problem is and then you need to make sure that you're creating the ideal solution to address it so for example if someone has a sore knee they don't really want to go to just a gp they'd rather go to a knee specialist so what are you the specialist in what's the pain point that you're addressing but it's more than that so first of all you have to be a good fit in addressing their pain point But secondly, is it the right price to address that pain point for that ideal customer? So there's no point saying, okay, I see this customer over here. Let's call her Jane. She has this problem. We're going to address it, but it's super expensive and Jane doesn't spend that much money on herself. Because even if you found the right solution to Jane's problem, you've created it in such a way that it's not going to be bought by her. So are you addressing the right pain point? And is it at the right cost for your person? Is it the good fit in terms of addressing their problem, solving their problem, and at a price that they're willing to pay for? So those are the things. Is it a good fit for you? Is it a good fit for them? And thirdly, this is a mistake I made with my first business I started working on. Is it a good fit for the life that you want to have? So as well as making sure it works well for you with all of your character strengths and your capacities and your skills and your preferences, what about your life? Like, what do you want your actual life to be like? So my first business I created when it got down to it, I realized I was going to have to spend my life going up and down the country to various trade shows. And I, I actually really didn't want that. That was not why I was sitting at my own business. I was sitting at my own business to work around my then first child who was a baby. I didn't want to be hot footing it around the country. So it was a bad fit for the life that I wanted. So is your product or service, your business match fit? Does it fit you? Does it fit your ideal client? Does it fit their wallet? And does it fit into your life? Not necessarily in those orders, but is it a good fit for all of those things? Because if it isn't, it's not going to work.
Number four leads on a little bit from number three. This is a biggie because we talk about building a business that's right for you, your ideal business. And that is so important because ultimately it's how you're spending your waking hours, how you're spending your life. Because we talk about that quite a lot, sometimes we forget that when we're trying to sell to a customer or a client, it's actually not about us. So it's quite easy to write, for example, the about me page and get really into why you set up this business and why it's so important for you and what your purpose is and your mission and all of these things. And that is all super important. But what we have to remember is that our customer kind of cares about us, but really they care about them. So it's not about you. It's about them. So one lesson that I learned and that I share with everyone because it's massive, like all of these things, it's really simple, but super effective when you learn it is that when you write a sales page or even when you write a social post about something you're trying to sell, remember, it's not about you. It's about them. So write it before you create the product, ideally. So, for example, I created a course last year and then I created a sales page. And then I learned that you should create the sales page before the product. And I looked at the sales page and thought, well, this is a bit bland. And I rewrote the sales page with my ideal customer in mind. And I wrote what they would want to pay for, what they would want to buy, what results they would want to have at the end of taking my course. And then I rewrote my course because that's the best way. It's very easy to create a course that you're fascinated by. And you write this whole course and you're so excited to sell it to people and you're sure that some people are going to want to buy it. But if you write the sales page first and then create the content that matches it, you're definitely going to be providing what you know your ideal customer will want rather than trying to sell what you want to create to your ideal customer when it might not be exactly what they want to buy. Does that make sense? So it's not about you. It's about them. Write the sales page first before you write the course. And then create it for your customer having done that. So when you're writing your sales page, you're thinking about who is it that you serve? What problem are you solving for them? What are they going to come away with at the end? What's the tangible result? And then go and create the content that's going to give them that tangible result. There's another thing that I learned recently um, in coaching, which is to apply the acronym WAIT. And that is, why am I talking? Because when you're coaching someone, it's all about them. You're partnering with them, you're supporting them, but it's their journey, their learning experience. They are going to get to where they need to go without you. It's not about you. And it's a little bit like that when you're creating something for your ideal customer. It's not about me. Why am I waffling on about me? It's about their needs. What do they need? And how am I going to provide something that takes them from A, where they are now, to B, where they want to go? How am I going to provide them with the tangible results that they need? So those are my four top learnings from starting up a company. Trust me, I have way more and I'm going to do some more in the next episode, but these are just to kick off with. So so to recap, number one, don't do mates rates with anyone really, because you're not going to get the full service and your expectations are going to be mismatched because they're doing you a favor. You still want the goods in the full quality and it can lead to 
awkwardness, uncomfortableness, strained friendships, and neither party being happy. So don't do mates rates. Pay people their proper rate and then you get what you've paid for. Number two is remember the good, fast, cheap triangle. You can have two of the three at any one time if you're lucky, but you cannot have three. If something looks like it's going to be good, fast and cheap, I would look again. Number three, make sure that your product or your service is match fit. So it's the right fit for you, your values, your needs and your strengths. But also it's the right fit for who you want to sell it to. So it addresses their needs, their pain points at a price that they are willing to pay. There's two elements to that. It's addressing their key pain points and at a price they're willing to pay. And thirdly, that it works for the life that you want to have, because that's why we do this. We're creating businesses to be our own bosses, to be in control of our own lives and how much time we spend with our kids, how much time we spend with our friends, our family, doing hobbies, keeping fit, feeling good, whatever it is, we are our own bosses. So there's no point creating a business that's not going to give you the life that you want to have. So what's important to you? And does this business, is this project that you're currently working on, does it fit with your vision of your ideal life? If not, it's not match fit. And finally, it's not about you. It's about them. So write the sales page before you write the course. I'm just going to keep on repeating that because it is mind-blowing when you start to do it. You really see the difference. So write the sales page before you write the course. Write the social posts about this thing you're going to sell before you do the final tweaks to the thing you're going to sell. Make sure that you're always communicating what your ideal client needs. It's nice for them to know a little bit about you and who they're buying it from. And yes, we need to buy into each other's whys. And yes, we need to know the person behind the brand. But when you're, it's a sales page, it's not about you. It's all about them and how you're going to take them from where they are now to where they want to go. So those are my four early days hard-earned lessons and I'll be back next week with four more. I hope they're helpful. Please let me know if they resonate. Send me a message on Instagram at a mother brand and let me know what you think of the episode. If you want to go deep on how you can build a successful business around your family and thrive in 2022, I have a membership that can help you with this. Go to amotherbrand.com forward slash membership for more info. If you've enjoyed the episode, please do hit follow, leave a rating, leave a nice comment and share with anyone who you think might enjoy it. Thank you so much and see you next time.